your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, and welcome to this Monday afternoon episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins for the first time this year. Well, for the first time in at least a few months, I can say, I can confirm at least, it is a hockey night in Pittsburgh. Your Pittsburgh Penguins will be in action tonight for their preseason debut against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, believe it is full capacity. Um, they recommend everyone to wear a mask regardless if you are vaccinated or not. If you are a listener and you will be at the game tonight, let me know. You can tweet me at Hunter Hodes, the show's square LO underscore Penguins, your thoughts on what you're seeing, some pictures, you know, you can send me something of the food that you got or something like that. Some, if maybe they have some new concessions uh, in PBJ Paints Arena or something like that. But if you're at the game, definitely do let me know. Um, in this episode, we're going to preview the game a little bit tonight, talk about some lines that you can expect to see, go over some thoughts on training camp practices this weekend, especially with the scrimmages and some articles that I've read with how some players keep looking and all that good stuff. But first, there are a few housekeeping items uh, to go over. Uh, the key dates from the NHL calendar were just announced, uh, actually about 15 minutes before I started recording. Uh, the trade deadline, mark your calendars for this, March 21st. So if I can actually get out my phone here real quickly. I, I'm, I'm so sorry, I did not have this prepared. If I go to my calendar here, March 21st is a, let's see here, that is a Monday. Um, usually that's around 3 or 4 o'clock. May 2nd, first day of the Stanley Cup playoffs, so it won't be um, in mid-May like it was this past year. It will be a couple weeks before. Usually in a non-Olympic year, they start in mid-April, but this year, May 2nd, June 30th, is the last possible day of the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, end of June is when the season will end. July 1st will be the first buyout period. July 7th and the 8th will be the NHL draft. And then July 13th will be when free agency open. So I wanted to let you all know of the key dates from the calendar for this season. So you can all put that on your calendars to whether, you know, take off work, take off school, um, whatever. Another thing that we did see this morning, uh, the Penguins have their first COVID situation. Uh, this is their first positive result um, since the pandemic began. Zach Aston Reese has tested positive uh, for COVID-19. He is fully vaccinated. I understand people are going to say, well, you know, you can still get it if you're fully vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, everyone's known that since this came out. But um, I guess the best I can say about this, or the, I guess the more positive thing is that at least there's still two more weeks until the regular season starts. According to Mike DeFabo, um, Ashton Reese, I think, has to be isolated 10 days from when he first tested positive. Um, I don't think that date was in his story. Um, vaccinated players who are deemed high risk close contacts will also be subject to increased testing, so we'll have to see. Um, if any players that he was in close contact with will get some increased testing on a daily basis, but they won't be subject to quarantine provided that they remain asymptomatic and continue to test negative. So uh, at least 10 days that he'll be isolated. Um, I, I think he should be good to go when the Penguins take on Tampa Bay, but I can't be certain right now. If he has to miss that game, it's really not the end of the world. I think he'll just be back uh, for the game after that. But um, it's definitely not something that you want to see just a couple of weeks before the regular season starts, and I wish him a full and speedy recovery because he is one of the more underrated players on this team. I really hope that he doesn't have any effects um, 
weeks, months, even years down the line when it comes to this virus. Now, some lines that you will see tonight, it looks like uh, they, the Penguins had the morning skate today. Uh, Sam Poulin is going to be on the top line with Evan Rodriguez and Kasperi Kapanen. That is really intriguing to me. Um, Rodriguez centering them is, I, I think, interesting is the word. I, I, I like him as a playmaker. I don't like him as much as a, as a finisher, I think, but I think he can dish the puck to Kapanen and Poulin, who are pure finishers. And again, this is something that I talked about last week on the podcast Put someone like Puan with your best players in the preseason. You know, he's playing with Kasperi Kapanen. You know, when you look up and down this lineup, Kapanen is probably the best player. The fact that they're putting Puan with him is a really good sign. Rodriguez, I think, is also one of the better players in this lineup. So the fact that Puan is with both of them is a really good sign and something that I've been wanting to see ever since training camp started. You're not going to learn a lot about your top prospects if they're just going to play with a bunch of bottom feeder players. Putting them with actual NHL players, now you can see what they're really made of. And yes, I understand that it's preseason, but again, you can really see how good they are by pairing them with some of the better players in the lineup. Danton Heinen will make his Penguins Bay debut tonight on a line with Brian Boyle and Nathan Legary. Again, that's a fine line as well. Nathan Legary can play with Danton Heinen, who I think is probably the second best player um, of this floor group. Uh, Brian Boyle will be the second line center. That's going to be an intriguing line as well. I mean, you're, you're not going to probably see these kind of lines um, in the regular season, but you know, in preseason, I'm going to overanalyze the hell out of it because I can. On the third line, Dominic Simone with Jonathan Gruden and Sam Lafferty. On the fourth line, Justin Almeida with uh, Jordy Bellervy and John Drozg. And then for the defense, P.O. Joseph with John Marino. That's a pairing you might see at times during the regular season. I'm not really sure, though, that that pairing would work. And it's the same thing with Matheson and Marino. You know, both P.O. and John really like when they have the puck on their sticks. It's when they're at their best. So I'm just curious to see how they feed off each other in an actual game. It's definitely an intriguing pairing and one that we may see during the regular season, but when the team is fully healthy, um, you probably only see it for one or two games, if that. Yusuf Rikula will be with Mark Friedman. This is a good opportunity to see what the Penguins have in Rikula. I've seen uh, Josh Yeo and Rod Rossi of The Athletic report numerous times over the weekend that Rikula has looked really good in camp, but for some reason, you know, I've talked about this on my podcast many times. Shari Irving, Danny of the Pens blog has as well. Um, I don't really understand why Mike Sullivan always has him in his doghouse. He's good with the puck on his stick. He's good defensively. There's a lot to like with him, but for some reason he just doesn't get enough minutes. So I, that's going to be a player that I'm really curious to watch tonight. And then Cam Lee with Chad Ruedel slash Mike Riley. I think it's probably going to be Lee and Ruedel tonight. I think Riley is going to be the healthy scratch from that group. So Lee and Ruedel, that's an also a cool defensive pairing. I think Lee is, again, someone that I really think could make an impact at some point this season, but definitely next season. And this is a really good opportunity to see what they have in him and pairing with someone who is likely to be the Penguins' number six defenseman this season, at least in my opinion. As for the goalies, um, Philip Lindberg and Tristan Jari will be splitting the net. I think Jari is going to go in first. Then Philip Lindbergh will get the second half of the game. As for your special teams units, P.O. Joseph, John Marino, Kasperi Kaffman, Nathan Legary, and Sam Poulin on the first power play unit. Something that we all love to see. Throw your top two prospects out on your top power play unit and see what they can do with the best player on that unit and Kasperi Kapanen and your best two defensemen in this game, P.O. Joseph and John Marino. I love that Mike Sullivan did that, and I'm really 
excited to see what Ligari and Poulin can do if the team gets a power play tonight. You know, I'm sure they will. Second power play, Cam Lee, Yuso Rikula, Dominic Simone, Evan Rodriguez, and Justin Almeida. I'm surprised that Danton Heinen um, is not on that unit just because he's one of the better pure scorers in this lineup. But I guess they just want to see more of Almeida and they like Simone's playmaking. And again, that's another player that Josh Yowie has really liked in camp thus far. And He's probably going to be in the lineup in some capacity this season. I know a lot of people don't like him just because he has a knack for not finishing his chances. I mean, you don't have to look too far to see that. Even if you don't watch the games, you can look at his shooting percentage and it's just so low because he hits so many posts and either the puck flubs off his stick or he just shoots wide or whatever, but he's still a good playmaker. That's the main reason why you're seeing him on the second property unit, as is Evan Rodriguez. Um, as for the penalty ki- killing unit, Brian Boyle, Danton Heinen, John Gruden, and Felix Robert um, are in the first PK. But I also don't think Felix Robert is playing tonight, so that's a little bit interesting. I guess he was just there skating with the team. Uh, second PK, Chad Ruedel, Mark Freeman, Sam Lafferty, and Jordy Bellavie. So those are what your special teams units and your line combinations look like going into tonight's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Am I going to watch this game? Absolutely. I don't give a crap if it's preseason hockey. Am I also going to overanalyze it thinking it's a regular season game? Oh, you bet your ass I will. You know, I've been waiting far too long to watch anything Penguins related. So I will have that game on tonight. It is not on TV, but they will have a stream on the Penguins official website. So that is where you can find the game if you're looking to tune in tonight. And um, pardon me, um, I did totally screw up that Felix Robert will be in the lineup tonight, but it's weird that he wasn't taking line rushes. So I don't really understand that unless I missed something um, in the tweets from the media. Yeah. It does not look like that Felix Robert was taking line rushes, but um, we'll have to see what the official line rushes are um, right around what? 630, 645 when they announce uh, the official lineup, but he will be in the lineup in some capacity. Maybe he's taking the place of one of the forwards in the bottom six. But all the other players that I did mention um, will be in the lineup, and I'm excited to see who could potentially break through with this team. And I'm really looking forward to see Sam Poulin. Maybe if he could score a goal or two. Nathan Legary, of course, really looking forward to see Cam Lee play top six minutes with someone who is probably going to be in the top six this year. And then, you know, P.O. Joseph and John Marino, how will those two mesh together? I'm not too big of that pairing right now. I know there's been a lot of rumblings about P.O. Joseph with Crystal Tang. I'm going to touch on that a little bit coming up in the next segment where I go over some training camp thoughts from this weekend. But before we do that, it is time to talk about DirecTV Stream. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And yes, that is DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part about it, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That is DirecTV.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's get to some training camp thoughts from over the weekend. Josh Yoey and Rob Rossi wrote this article from the 26th, so yesterday, um, basically. And Josh has a thought that, you know, I, I've been thinking about a lot um, lately as well. You know, it sounds like that P.O. Joseph is having another really good training camp. Um, all the best players seem to love him. You know, Chris Letang has been just talking very highly about him, I think is the best way to say it. 
for the last few days. Apparently, they've been training together a lot during the offseason, and they've been skating on some pairings together. Um, that is a pairing that did not have the best results last season. I think their underlying numbers for possession were well below 50%, and Joseph was just getting way too many minutes out of the end. I think the best way to ease him into that pairing would be to just play him on the second or third pairing, see how he's doing results-wise, you know, if, if the process is lining up with what's going on, and then if that's going well, then you can elevate him up to Chris Letang. I got a mention from one of my good buddies, um, that is a huge Penguins fan, I, actually Doug was just on the, the show, and he goes, you know, what's more likely to come out of this, Dumo slash Marino Pedersen, or Matheson, or Pedersen, Marino, Dumo, Matheson. I think a Dumo and Matheson period would just be a dumpster fire. I mean, we all know how good Brian Dumo is at covering up for people's mistakes, but pairing him with Mike Matheson would just be a total chaos kind of pairing. I, I would prefer to see Pedersen, Marino, um, overall. Pedersen, Matheson doesn't really make any sense. Dumo and Marino, I think, could work. Um, though both of those players are very strong defensively, but can't drive offense. So where's the offense coming from in that pairing? You know, with, with the with the pairings that you're likely to see when the top six is healthy, you know your offense is coming from Chris Letang when he's paired with Brian Dumoulin. You know your offense is coming from John Marino when he's paired with Marcus Pedersen. And you probably know that your offense is coming from Mike Matheson when he's paired with Chad Weedle. So if you look at some of these other pairings and say you want P.O. Joseph with Chris Letang, um, your offense is likely coming from Chris Letang, but can P.O. cover up for him when he some, somehow you know makes a bad pinch or just makes a bad play or, or a read or something like that? I'm not sure that he can, so I, that's why I'm a little hesitant at this point to elevate P.O. up to the top pairing, if that makes sense. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I want the, the pairings on the defense balanced as much as possible, and I think you'd be doing a little disservice to yourself if you'd be putting P.O. Joseph with Crystal Tang. You know, going back to that article a little bit, you know, Josh writes, um, the Penguins have Dumoulin, Matheson, and Pedersen on the left side of the blue line, and so long as they're healthy, those three will likely be in the lineup. Sullivan said over the weekend that while Joseph probably has the skill set to play on the right side, they hate putting young players in a position to fail, so that it would be unlikely to see him on the offside. It's just a very crowded blue line, though it feels like it's time for him to play. So, this is where it gets interesting, right? It's time for him to play. So could this be like a situation where John Marino kind of forced Jim Rutherford's hand and traded out Eric Branson when he was seen as the favorite to be on that second pairing just a couple of seasons ago? Could Ron Hextall do something very similar with that and then say, dump Mike Matheson to a team that could use defense and that also opens up some cap space for the Penguins? And then you can roll out Dumoulin, Latang, Patterson, Marino, Joseph, and Ruedel. There, your defense is really balanced again. Chris Letang is going to give you your offense on that top pairing. John Marino is going to give you your offense on the second pairing. And P.O. Joseph is going to give you your offense on the third pairing if it's with Travis Ruedo. Even if Mark Friedman is there, I still think Joseph is going to be the one that give you offense. I don't think Mark Friedman is that good in the, offense, in the offensive zone. I would take P.O. at this point 100 times over 100 when it comes to that. But that is where I think it makes the most sense for P.O. to play coming into this season. I definitely think he is ready. It's awesome that he is already having a great training camp it just stinks that you know the last management regime decided to screw them over with some of these bad contracts especially with Matheson with that trade for Patrick Hornquist and now he is blocking a very blossoming young defenseman who is 
ready to get at it. I mean, I, I thought when he played last year in that very short stint that he was ready, even after he got top pairing minutes, I thought he showed enough on the second and third pairing that he can contribute on a nightly basis. I mean, Mike Sullivan trusted enough to play him meaningful minutes in a few overtimes, especially against New York Rangers. He actually set up Sidney Crosby's game winner to give the Penguins that extra point in that game. I, I think I want to say that was uh, February, if I'm not mistaken, of this year. I'm going to have to double check on that when I do a little research after this episode. But yeah, I mean, it's been time for him to play. And again, I, I can't blame Jim Rutherford enough for giving the Penguins the contract of Mike Matheson when P.O. was probably ready to go last season and showed that when he did play in that short stint. So again, I am really um, am excited that he's doing well in, in camp and I'm excited to see how he does in tonight's game against the Blue Jackets while paired up with John Marino. As for some of the scrimmages, Brian Boyle had two goals this weekend, scored again in Sunday's scrimmage. I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he's making the team. I mean, he's centering the second line in the Penguins preseason game tonight. I know that's not much with some of the players that are playing in this game, but the fact that he's already the second line center in the first preseason game, I think should show a lot of people that he is going to make the team. And even when Sid and Gino come back, I think he is going to definitely have a case to be the team's 12th forward. If not, he'll be the first player to come in once there's another injury. And yes, knowing the Penguins, there will be injury. Also mentioned in this article was Sam Poulin scoring for a second straight scrimmage. Uh, Brian Rust fed him that goal. So if we can, again, if we can see him score now in preseason games, it's going to make the Penguins' decision with him that much tougher. I also really liked what I saw from Jason Zucker um, when he spoke to me, the media for the first time over the weekend. Um, he he asked if he believed his production level was capable of coming back. He said, I hope so. When I first got here, it was really good. I can confirm that too. Had 12 points in 15 games in that regular season. Was their best player against Montreal. I think he was right about at a point per game in that series. He said, last year was awful to be honest with you. I didn't look like my game at all. Some good points, but some really bad points. It was a good summer to adjust my game. He also said, I thought my shot total was awful. I didn't shoot the puck nearly as much as in years past. I would be shocked if it was even 50% of my normal total. And again, that has been something that I have been talking a lot about these last couple of weeks when it comes to Jason Zucker. He was very tentative when he got the puck last year. There were multiple instances where he would come in on a 2-1-1 and force a pass where there wasn't there or you know, the shot that he would take would be so wide of the net it wouldn't even be funny. And he just was not himself last year. But again, one of my bold predictions, he will score 25 goals for this team this year playing with one of the top two centers and even when uh, both of them are out I think you're going to see him as one of the players that will step up in a big way and I also think he takes too much flack from some fans yes he has 15 goals in 53 regular season games I mean that's not the best but he also has four goals in 10 playoff games with them was one of their best players in game six against the Islanders and I thought before that uh, was also pretty decent in that series as well and the other games but he did vow to shoot the puck more, and it's something that I think all of us have been wanting to hear for a while when it comes to this player. Also sounds like Redeem Zohorna is playing well in camp. He's been centering Jason Zucker and Kasperi Kapanen. Um, he's not playing tonight, but uh, by all indications, he's having a good camp, and I, I, there's definitely going to be a discussion when it comes to him making the opening night roster. Josh again also talks about Dominic Simone. If it would anyone be surprised if he were to make the roster? No. I don't think anyone that listens to this podcast, anyone that is 
that doesn't that is in this fan base or whatever would be surprised if Simone makes this roster. He is a good playmaker. You are seeing that in camp with some of the scrimmages. He likes having the puck a lot. And yes, I understand that his shooting numbers are really piss poor. He still is very crafty with the puck and it's something that Mike Sullivan likes a lot. So I definitely think he will make the team in some capacity. That's for sure. Some other Penguins defensemen commented on uh, P.O. Joseph. Dumoulin said, I love what I see. For him to be able to play would be huge for his confidence. He just needs to play this year. So there's basically the players telling the management that we want to see more of this player and that we really think he can help us win games. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, we just saw a trade a couple days ago with the Blues and the Senators with, you know, the Logan Brown for Zach Sanford situation. I think that was mainly due to cap situations. But could the Penguins do something a little similar, but this time pave the way for P.O. to come up to the big leagues full time? We'll just have to see. If he has a really good camp, that may have to force Ron Hextall's hand. And again, last but not least, Cindy Crosby is continuing to skate, and his timeline has not changed. He'll be out at least for the first week of the regular season, but you know, probably not more than that if I had to guess right now. But we still have a little more to get to for this episode, including the Penguins' first wave of roster cuts. Uh, that the training camp roster went from 61 down to 50. I think there will be at least two more roster cuts throughout the rest of camp for the next two weeks to get down to the full 23-man roster. Before we get to that, though, we do have to talk about Built Bar. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're always missing out. They're just so delicious, and there's always something for everyone with double chocolate, mint brownie, raspberry, coconut, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, etc. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Uh, most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at L.O. underscore Penguins. So let's get into these first roster cuts that the Penguins did. So Sam Howd, Chris Bigras, Chris Mauricio Ortiz, Josh Menescalo, Alex DeOrio, Tommy Napier, Lucas Shevkovsky, Josh Williams, Isaac Bellevue, Ryan McClurry. All four of those have been reassigned. The last four of those, so that's Shevkoski, Josh Williams, Bellevue, and Ryan McCleary. They will go back to their junior teams. The other seven will be assigned to Wilkes-Barre. So the Penguins roster, as of today, is down to 50 players. They still have to cut 27 more to get down to the 23-man roster. But none of these should be surprising in the slightest. I mean, Minascalo, I guess, should be the one that... It's maybe a little surprising, but again, not really. Um, he was always someone that it, it was probably going to be unlikely that he makes a team, but I did want to see more from him. Big Ross, definitely, that's not a surprise. Maria Sierra Ortiz, Tommy Napier, Alex DeOrio, he's going to be playing in Wilkes-Barre as either the star, starter or the backup to Philip Lindbergh. Josh Williams, Isaac Bellevue, Ryan McCleary, Lucas Shevkovsky. That one was a little... Interesting, but it's because it sounds like he's had a really good camp, and I'm definitely just a little confused as to why they didn't want to see him in any preseason action, but I guess they saw what they wanted to see from a few practices and reassigned him to his junior team. So as of right now, Penguins have cut 11 players. Um, the big-name prospects and everyone are still on the team, and yes, that includes Matt Barkowski, who was also on a professional tryout, as well, as well as Brian Boyle. My thoughts on that have not changed. I have Boyle making this team. I do not 
not think Matt Barkowski will make this team out of camp. I think he will be cut with some of the other players that get re reassigned to Wilkes-Barre or to their junior teams. But I think that's all I might have for you all for this episode. For tomorrow's one, I'll have a full recap on the game and who I thought stood out versus who I thought did not stand out. I'm just glad that we have hockey back, man. I don't really give a crap if it's preseason. Sure, there's, what, five or six of these games, but we still got two more weeks to the regular season. These, these couple of weeks, everyone, they're going to fly by. I think that's what a lot, some people are missing here is that these games and these practices, the regular season will be here before you know it, and then it'll get even more serious. I did actually ask on the Lockdown Penguins Twitter account who people were looking forward to seeing um, in this first preseason game. True North Pens fan says, as for the vets, seeing Kapanen has become a favorite. He is going to be an important player this year. As for the newbies, more of P.O. is obvious and pulling in the Gary are easy choices. I have more shifted my attention to Legary, who seems to be getting more mentions. Yeah, I have noticed that as well. I think Legary in practice has been definitely getting a bit more, what's the word, fame recognition than Poulin is but you know that could all change in an instant tonight if Poulin goes out and has a really good game though I will say Sam Poulin has had a couple strong scrimmages where he did score uh Nick Horwat of the tip of the iceberg podcast which they, they do great work the Nick and Nick show uh Stops for no one. He says he wants to see Cam Lee. Again, that is also someone who I am looking forward to seeing as well. Um, Alan Teoder says, I'm bummed that we won't be seeing Gensel Carter-Heinen, but I'm looking forward to seeing some of these borderline guys and seeing what they can do, even if they end up being first on the call-up list. 100% agree with that, man. Again, I'm just looking forward to just seeing what the, some of these young players have and just watching hockey for the first time in a few months. So I will be probably live tweeting a little bit of this game on both the Locked On Penguins Twitter account and on my Twitter account at Hunter Hodes. Go follow both of those accounts if you haven't already. Thank you all so much for listening to this one, and we will be back with another episode tomorrow before Josh Getzoff comes on to Locked On Penguins on Wednesday in the afternoon. So I'll talk to you all then.